pain. If you make a lot of noise, I give one more day off. Courage, honesty, friendship. That's the most important thing in life and in football. Looks like we are recording. It is uh, middle of August in 2020. Yeah. How did we already get here? We are, what, three weeks away from the start of the season? Almost a month, a little, a little less than a month. A little less than a month. The players should be ending up their, uh, their decadent, I'm sure very pandemic-friendly holidays. Did you see Dyer release the app? Yeah, a Made food an app. app? Yeah, food and he, app. And I also saw that like all the South American players went on holiday together and then Dyer. It was like all the Argentines together and then Dyer. Yeah. <laughs> Dyer just, just loves to hang out with people. And Delhi's been out with James Madison in like Ibiza or something. Uh, I think he shaved his Fu Manchu. So Are we that's gonna a get positive James thing. James Madison? Is that like a, a, you know, a sneaky like, suspicion I mean, that James Madison's going to Spurs? He, he, is a, <laughs> he is a very quality player, but it's probably our least needed position. But uh, th- th- there you go. There's the, we're already talking transfer news. Look at that. Yeah, uh, I mean, are you going to introduce yourself? Or Yeah, so I'm Austin <laughs> uh, Kingsolver out How here in Virginia. How long have uh, you been a fan of Spurs? This is my 10-year anniversary. It's my 10-year anniversary coming up this 10 season. 10 years. That means we've known each other for 10 years. <laughs> or nine we have, years. We have known each other since, man, it, it would have been... 2010 yeah would have been like the world cup year or right after the world cup in 2010 we've known each other for it's got to be a decade now yeah yeah you were a much bigger spurs fan than i was when i met you um not to say that you're not now but you were much more into into tottenham and i i liked spurs like spurs because dipsy was there and bale and um i just never really followed the premier league it was a lot tougher back in 2010 as it is now so uh, for for me, like you are, you definitely helped me uh, become more interested in Spurs. Um, so yeah, so we've known each other for about ten years. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, in in 2010, I when I started watching them, so 2010, 2011 was the first season. A lot of my friends at the time were starting to watch Premier League, and they kind of like dabbled in it. But for some reason, I just went like as all in as I could go. I think the second season I was watching Spurs, that's when I found the Dallas Spurs supporters group. Um, and I started going to matches, and uh, I just kind of went all in very quickly. So uh, my family was very shocked by it. They're like, "You watch soccer?" Like, yeah, being in America in 2010, most families are. If you're not watching uh, football, um, basketball, or baseball, you are you were the outcast. That's drastically changed in the past ten years. Uh, so yeah, you're Austin. I'm Colin. I. Um, became a Spurs fan in 2000. I started watching Spurs religiously in 2011. Um, and by religiously, I mean like building my work schedule around Spurs. Uh, but prior to that, I was kind of just a fair weather fan. Um, just one, I love soccer my whole life. So picked a Premier League team that wasn't one of the top teams in, in the uh, in the country. They also didn't just go buy their, um, their, their wins or their titles. <laughs> City, Chelsea. Uh, but yeah, so... Then we just kind of we both were part of Dallas Spurs for a long time, and we moved all over the country. And now I'm I'm back in Fort Worth, so the Dallas area, and, and you're up in Virginia. So, 
Uh, it's a little bit of background on us. Um, we'd like to first jump in and talk about um, how much Spurs have changed uh, since we really hit that um, that successful spree, you know, when Pochettino took over for the club and, and about a year into it, we're like, oh, we could actually be something, not just this middle of the club, uh, middle of the table club that gets to thrash uh, a lower table club occasionally, but then loses against the top six, you know. Uh, I don't even know if we were considered the top six back then. Um, I would say that we weren't. Um, were we? Yeah. I mean, like the first five years I was watching Spurs, it was, I hope we make the top four this year. And I think three of those first five years, we failed by a single point. Um, so two of those years, I think we finished a point behind Arsenal. And then one year we finished even on goal, even in the loss on goal difference. And then, we had the year we got knocked out by Chelsea winning championships. We were always right there, like fifth, yeah. fourth, right there. And that was that was our trophy if we could make it. Um, and then after that, it was rough for a few years, right? But then we we're just hoping for Europa League, like top seven. Well, like the AVB years, the AVB years are rough. Now, AVB's one full season with us, Bale still on final match day, if Arsenal would have lost, that Bale goal, his last goal for Spurs, the screamer from 30 yards against Sunderland, would have sent us into Champions League. Um, so we, we still were close then, but then that next season was just... We think we thought this last season was rough. I really think the season where Sherwood came in towards the end... That, <laughs> That's the season I, I went to, to London and watched Tottenham. The only time I've seen Tottenham play a Premier League game. I've seen them in the States, um, but when I went over, it was in 2015. It was, it was right before Pochettino, I believe. Pochettino's first year was 14-15, so it would have been... You would so have was, gone spring was, of 14. Yeah, spring of 14. It was the last game against Villa. Tim Sherwood. I think I even sent you a picture because I saw fight. Eric Lamella. Yeah. I was like, Eric Lamella sighting. Like, he's actually alive because he didn't play at all that year. Um, and we ended up 3-0. And I remember the Villa fans just, like, talking shit to their own uh, players, basically. Like, cheering every time we scored a goal. It was so funny. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really realize that uh, that was the lowest of lows basically Tottenham had been in uh, in a while. We, we lost like six nil to City that year. Like every time we went up against a good team that year, we just got destroyed. And yeah, so, so why do you think uh, we were? Why do you think we were able to transition so quickly from a team that uh, couldn't compete um, under Sherwood and AVB into Pochettino stepping in and being able to compete within you know twelve to eighteen months? A lot of it was due to luck. I have to be honest. I mean, when you have players like Harry Kane come up from the youth ranks when nobody, even people that were well-versed in our youth football organization didn't call that. So part of it is luck, having players hit at the right time and having players flop at the right time. Because if Soldado wouldn't have been a flop, Harry Kane would have never came, come through uh, the Europa League games and, and, and succeeded. And some of it is just the right coach at the right time. We had a young team, a lot of young talent, and we needed a young coach that knew how to motivate them to work hard and uh, and get the most out of them, I think. I mean, you, Colin, you were the soccer player. Uh, I never played soccer growing up. So you, I mean, you were the soccer player growing up. I mean, what type of coaches would you always uh, – you know, did you always respond to, right? I mean, the best the best coach I ever had was in, in high school. Um, you know, he our high school soccer team was actually pretty good in the state, and so uh, he was ruthless. You know, I guess he he would remind me of um, very much of Pochettino in the sense that he trains you very hard. Right, we couldn't even play varsity soccer if we didn't run two miles under twelve minutes. 
So Pochettino, I think, had the mindset that we are going to be the most fit fit team. Um, we're going to press. We're going to. We're going to. You're not going to be tired in the 80th minute. Um, and so we were. If we weren't going to be the best team uh, in high school, we were going to be the most fit team on the field. So we had the opportunity to come back and, and win late. And so, yeah, I think that that's the way the the type of coach that you want for for young people is to grow them and give them confidence. And Pochettino did that great with King. And, and you say we got lucky, but okay, if we got lucky, would we have been this good with, if we didn't have Kane? Where so, would we have so, been? But, <laughs> so, so, so let me let me let me clarify. Part of it was luck, and any time a team uh, shoots forward, you know, progresses quickly, luck is the time. I mean, look at Leicester getting getting um, a late twenties Vardy to play like a world beater when he had never been in the Premier League, right? Part of it is, is is just good timing, I guess is what I should say. Maybe not luck, just good timing. Um, but I think part of it also wasn't just Pochettino making a spit and 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 clicking with the young players. It was he got rid of dead weight very quickly. Sure. If you go back and think of 2014, it wasn't just out of our. I do have a I do have a couple of dogs, uh, big dogs that in the background. Um, it wasn't just out of our. It was Kapue. It was. Aaron Lennon. It was players who didn't who who were like, I'm not gonna run three Paulinho, miles. Paulinho. I mean, I'm not gonna run it. I'm just not gonna do it. And he's like, All right, well then you can go train with the youth and we'll wait to sell you. Because yeah. I'm not gonna have you around my players, you know. Um So let me pause. Isn't it funny that that's that was our mentality, right? In two thousand fifteen or two thousand fourteen when Poch came and that that whole year where he was like, Listen, if you're not gonna work for the club, the sh- the badge on the shirt, and then you're gone. And here we are in 2020 and Mourinho is doing this and I, I'm not a huge Mourinho fan by the way but Mourinho is doing the same exact thing that Poch is doing with Ndombele and we're freaking out um, as a for, as a fan base because we just think that we know we know better than Mourinho and I've I'm, I'll be the first one to raise my hand that I've said the same thing like I like what is he doing why is he not playing but you know it's kind of the same thing granted it's not a 62 million or it's, you know the most expensive signing we've ever made um, but that's what he's doing. He's basically demanding that you play for um, the badge on the shirt, and you play hard, and then you get a chance to play on the team. Um, now, granted, Marina's also a little bit different in Pochettino, where he takes slide digs in the press, and he doesn't build confidence. So, um, Well, and I'll also say that when Pochettino came in, he was an unproven... I mean, he had a, he had a couple short stints, but he was an unproven guy trying to trying to stamp his authority on the team, right, and get respect from players that didn't know him. Um, Mourinho doesn't have that issue, right? Mourinho came in and you're either going to respect him right away or you're not going to because you either respect what he's done in the past or you don't care about it, right? But I also think there were players that had already been on the team and had time to, like, Kapua had been on there for over a year. Adebayor, it was Adebayor. Aaron Lennon was a, had been a good servant to the club, but he was getting his late 20s and he played as, he had played under Harry Redknapp and coaches that didn't really care about you know, that side of football, right? Harry Redknapp would have never put in a, a diet regimen. <laughs> That's true. Right? Well, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't abided by it, but he might have. <laughs> and I think, I think the other difference was is Pochettino could have dealt with a lazy player, but they were also, from all reports, they were also bad influences on the rest of the squad. Yeah. And so we don't know, behind scenes, we've heard positive things from players about Ndombele. We haven't heard that he's a bad influence or anything like that. And I think that Mourinho wouldn't put up with... I I think Mourinho would 
would definitely want to sell Ndombele this summer if if that were the case. If it's just that he's trying to adapt to a a different rigorous league, a more rigorous league, then that's something that the coach might work with. I mean, we don't know. I think I think the problem is we have no idea really what's going on with Ndombele. We don't know if he doesn't train hard. We know he doesn't eat well, right? We know he likes to eat too much. Same, like that's same. Not... I have the same same problems in Ndombele. But exactly. Love me some fish and chips too, buddy. Don't worry. You're not but by we yourself. Don't know. We don't know what his attitude's like. We the players say in training he's the best player in training and that he works just as hard as everybody else and he stays late some days. Like, we don't know if Daniel Levy is working his ass off to sell in Donway or working super hard to keep him. Or it's just like, well, if we get a good offer, we get a good we don't know. Yeah, let's That's hold off on transfer talk. Let's wrap up uh Poach versus Mourinho. I got a, it's my fault. I got a sidetrack talking about that. I just want to say okay. so like Pochettino versus Mourinho, pros and cons of both. Where do you like do you like where we are now with our manager? I kept saying the the term timing, right? It's all about timing. Pochettino was who we needed at that time. And we hoped he would have developed into the, the manager we needed, you know and stayed that type of manager. But where we are as a club now is we need to finish. We've been brought to the doorstep multiple times now. The The furthest Redknapp took us was Champions League football, and we got to a quarterfinal, and that was great, right? We didn't progress after Redknapp until we got to Pochettino. Pochettino took us to, we expect to be in Champions League, and we made a Champions League final. We made it to two FA Cup semifinals. We made we were the second best team in the league twice, but we so never cared about cup finals. One Carabao Cup final uh, in his first year. Um, Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm looked it up. Keep it's, talking. Um, we made two FA Cup semifinals back to back. Got blown out in both of them. I mean, we scored two goals in both of them. I think we lost four two, and I think four two in both matches um, against teams that weren't in great form that that year. Um, those years um, at the time, we. We just never finished. We never finished. In the Leicester, in the season against Leicester, we started out slow, and then we never closed the gap on them. And then the next year, we got 86 points, which sometimes is good enough for the league. And you know, Chelsea went on a pretty historic run of 13 wins in a row. But both those years, we couldn't finish. And so I think now we brought in a finisher. I mean, if there's one thing you cannot say against Mourinho is he doesn't know how to win trophies. I mean. He he's won four European titles, two Europa leagues, two Champions Leagues. He's won the league in four different countries. He's won the league. He's won the Premier League four times across two different five times. Sorry, four times. Chelsea's won five, but he won four of those um, across two different stints at Chelsea. He took a as dis- Manchester United under him was possibly one of the most disjointed squads I've seen at a big club, and he still won a Europa League with them. He's a finisher. And so I think right now we need a manager like Mourinho. We need someone that knows how to finish. Pochettino developed the club and developed a bunch of players, but I think that that's the main difference. It's about timing. And right now I think Mourinho is the right manager for our club, right style of manager for our club. All right. I, um, I'm willing to give Mourinho a year, like a full year. So Absolutely. I, I'm not going to bash Mourinho. I'll, you'll probably hear me bash Mourinho through multiple podcasts. So today I'm going to leave him alone. And give him a year. Um, and then we'll do you think us. Poch? Do you think Poch would have would have we would have finished sixth if we gave Poch all of last year, the way no. things were going? No. And, and don't don't get but me wrong. I don't think our do I, I don't think, think we improved on this past year, that, but he stopped the bleeding. He stopped the bleeding. That's true. But do I think if I could go back 
would I fire Potch? No. But we can say that for a whole different podcast because that could probably be a whole hour. Oh, I think um, he should have been gone this summer. I don't think he should have started the season. He yeah, I think his... that if you weren't going to give him the funds uh, and what he needed, like, you gave him the funds. I think it was too late. And... So we won't, we won't talk about it, but, but they did. Le- Levy did purchase his three most he the three people he really wanted Sessignon, Dombele, and Lo Celso. They purchased all three. Yeah, and spent money that they usually don't spend. It was the summer of eighteen. We didn't spend any money, and then Pochettino did an interview saying, "If we would have won the Champions League, maybe I would have stepped away." The second he said that, sh- I mean, it showed that he was already thinking about leaving. Yeah, I think this is a relationship with Levy, or you know, I think Le- Levy is very much. Um... He's a businessman, and Pochettino um, wants to win. He's passionate, you know, and that's something that I loved about Pochettino, but Mourinho's also passionate. So, like I said, I'll give him a year. Uh, we'll talk plenty about Mourinho. I just wanted to, to get that little uh, comparison of where we were before we became a club worth uh, talking about in Europe um, as to where we are now, where um, we're expected to be in Europe, uh, and not in Europa League, but in Champions League. So, so then, uh, so then moving forward, if we've – Poch versus Mourinho, but now we can talk about where we are currently, our team currently, right? So uh, we've 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 brought in a player already early in the window, even though it's a weird window, which doesn't happen often. We got uh, P E H Pep. Can I say his name or no? Uh, <laughs> Pierre Emile Hoybia. Uh, I, I I'm not Danish, but that's my it's Hoybia. Um, ball winning midfielder. Great, great, great winning the ball. Great at long passing and progressing from deep. Um, great leader on the pitch. He was a captain at, at uh, Southampton um, at a young age. He played at Bayern. Um, we, we're, he's the only player we've definitely brought in, but we uh, sent Parrot out on loan to Millwall. Yeah, so let's, first of all, let's talk about uh, Pierre. Right? Is, is, he the, is he the person we need for Ndombele to, to succeed in our team? I don't know about 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 that for sure, but I do think he's the player we need for our midfield overall to succeed. Well, that's I mean that's the whole point of, of buying a. Well, we, were, we, we were saying we need to buy a really good CDM a ball winner so we can play Ndombele further up the pitch with Los also. Well, so I think I think that's those are two separate questions because we don't know what's going on with with Ndombele. We don't know what the plan is if they're if they're trying to sell him if they're trying to make him work if Mourinho likes him I don't know we don't know but I, we do know Mourinho likes Lo Celso and we do know that if Lo Celso has a you cut out a little so, bit you cut out a little bit yeah my uh my phone started ringing sorry about that go back what you're saying I didn't hear anything after uh Mourinho likes Lo Celso um, Mourinho likes Lo Celso and I think Hoybier helps Lo Celso get better even if even if um Hold on one second. I think uh, I, I think Hoybier is the player that whether it's Lo Celso makes Lo Celso better or makes Indomle better or both. I think he's gonna make our team better. He's permanently proven. He's a captain. He's a leader. He's a ball winner. We don't have a ball winner. Winks can be, but he's not big enough or strong enough. Um, so I, I think Hoybier is the right transfer. I don't know. He, I don't know who we could have got that's better, a better fit is what I should say. Okay. All right. I, I agree. I mean, I, I agree. I think that he he's not the flashy player, but we have plenty of flashy players. We don't need any more flashy players. We need um, to fill some pieces in our team, and I think that he fits a piece that we need. So uh, let's talk about Parrot, right? So 
I think the thought from my thought process on Parrot was that this is the year that he gets to back up Kane. Uh, you know, um, and then here he is on loan. He's gone to uh, where did he go on loan to? Millwall. Um, Millwall. Yeah. So here he is playing the same place where where Kane went on loan. Uh, a, a a team that people are scared to go visit. There's fans in the stadium. Um, a team that will probably build a lot of. Uh, you know, I think Millwall is a team that's going to uh, decide if Parrot can make it or break it as a striker with the criticism. If he can't handle the criticism at Millwall, there's no way he can come to a club like Spurs and, and play a, a a role that um, would be needed. You know, like we're, we can guarantee Kane's going to be out for at least a month every year. So, uh, do you think Parrot going on loan is the right move? Yes, uh, I do, because he's still super young. I think one of the biggest flaws in the Pochettino era is that we didn't loan out players enough that had a chance. We uh, we held on to players that had a lot of potential, like Josh Onuma, and trained them here, but never gave him a chance to play. And I think uh, most most people that you know worked in the Premier League said that you need to play football to get better. That you can only progress so much by training or playing with youth. You've got to play at the senior level. And so I think if we really believe in Skip and Parrot, we can talk about Skip in a second, we've got to give him a chance to go somewhere that he can start and he can play and get stronger and play against it. And it's going to be a very physical league. It's going to be, he's going to have to go up against very physical center backs all the time. He's going to have to play this back to goal. Um, and you can always recall someone from loan, right? Um, but I, he clearly wasn't ready yet because Mourinho never gave him a chance. And, and, I know that Mourinho had a bad record at Chelsea uh, for not giving youth a chance, but he brought a lot of young players through at Porto and Inter. And I really think that he sees Spurs more of a Porto or Inter type project and not a Madrid, United, Chelsea type project where he could have just bought whoever he wanted. You know, at Chelsea, United, Real, he had to win then right away. He didn't have time to develop players, so he spent money. At Porto and Inter, he won he won Champions Leagues at both of those places, and he did it by developing his young players, the ones that were ready to play and that he could he could really develop. So, I think I think him going out alone is a good move. He wanted to keep Skip around, but Skip said, "I want to start, I want to play," and that he allowed him to go. And I think that shows mature. I think that shows that he cares about Skip. He wants he he does he's talked really high about Skip. We haven't heard him say any high praise about Parrot. So take that for what you will. Yeah. So you know, it's it's funny because when I think of a loan, I think of no success <laughs> and like the lack of success when the loans loaning our players out. I can't remember the last time we loaned somebody out and we got them back. Great. Now you're ready. Like when was that? Hurricane. He went to like four different clubs on loan, and his last one was pretty decent. Uh, Lester was one of them. And they're all championship teams, I think. Millwall, Leicester, um, you know, but he didn't he wasn't a world beater at any on any of those loans, that's for sure. He played decently at Millwall, I know. Um, but point taken. Very often a player goes out on loan to a championship side and doesn't doesn't do a whole lot and then comes back and hasn't progressed that much. But you do see also see players who go out on loan. I mean Romulo Kaku when he went out on loan to Everton, right? I mean it just it depends on picking the right place, and that's one thing about selecting a loan move early in the window is it gives them time to go to that club, train at that club, 
get bedded in when you we sent we used to send players out really late in the window like on like the last day of the window and then they have no chance they spend the first month of the season getting you know bedded in and then they never really developed themselves as a starter um so I, I think it's a good move for, for Parrot. I, I'm a little worried about Skip going on loan because we have our September and October look so horrendous as far as how packed our schedule is that I'm a little worried about not having that depth in midfield because Skip looks ready now. He has, I haven't seen him make a single bad error in any of his minutes he's played in midfield. Um, Parrot, he looks... Decent. I mean, but I haven't seen anything in a competitive match that showed me that, like, like what Kane showed in Europa League. Now, you know, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so Kane, so just some stats on Kane's loans. He was on loan for uh, 2012-2013 year. Went to Norwich, got, got hurt, didn't score a goal for Norwich. Only played three games. Then he healed and we sent him off to Leicester. And he scored two goals in 15 games. So... Even though, like, wall, he wouldn't use that mid wall. He did pretty well, though, I think. Yeah, he scored 7 and 22. I mean, uh, well for Harry Kane 2011-2012. I still right. just don't think, like, uh, I agree with you. I think the, the team that you loans to is super important, and I do hope that Parrot gets the playing time that he needs because I'm tired of hearing about these young prospects in our club, and they never come to fruition. You know, uh, Marcus Edwards. Edwards is the big one. I mean, he's tearing it up in Portugal right now and uh, um, definitely looks like he could be the real deal. He just he had a he had some personal issues and it sounds like Parrot had some personal issues, too. It sounds like he. Yeah, but why, do they have to leave, why do they have to leave Tottenham to figure that out? You know, it's like, why can't we not develop talent? Uh, uh, I mean, Tanganga, right? Other than that, when's the last time we developed our own talent? I mean, no, well, like, Harry Winks. You got okay. Winks. You got Tanganga, you got yeah, but you're not. Wings isn't the first name on the team sheet, so you got Skip. Uh, Skip got loan. Go, go look, go look at the uh, at, at how many starts each player had last season, and tell me Wings isn't one of the first names on the team sheet. If he was fit, he was playing all last season well, and the we, season before that. That was our weakest position on the pitch. Yes, it is. It is. So but, I mean, it's not like for he two was seasons like... now. He's been. He's been. If we didn't have Wings, who would we be starting? <laughs> well, we, we'd go buy somebody else. I'm not. I, I like Wings. I think Wings is a great player. I'm just saying. We're not. He's limited. He's a limited player, and our I think club was built squad. around, you know, bringing people up through the um, academy, and we just haven't done that well. Which is, and I, I think that was a bad. huge flaw in Pochettino, to be honest. I think, I think we had uh, Josh Onoma, who just helped Fulham get promoted, and um, and and Onoma, he was tearing it up. He he helped England win that uh that under twenty three world uh, uh Euro right. Um, he was tearing it up. He can play out wide. He can play down the center. He's creative. He's a uh, he's athletic and, and tall and athletic. He's he's got all the different tools. And Pochettino held on to him as if he wanted to make him a pet project, and then never gave him a chance to start in the league or you know a cup game even. And it just baffles me because there's a couple of players, especially attacking players like like Onama and Edwards that we just never gave a chance. It seemed like, um, and we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it seemed like we, we were more likely to give mid, you know, defensive minded players a chance, but not the attacking ones. Um, but what are our biggest needs? This, 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 this transfer window now. So, um, you know. well, definitely a backup striker. It sounds like Callum Wilson is a deal. That's probably going to happen. 
thoughts on that one? I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, we're setting our sights too low, blah, blah, blah. But I also think you have to look realistically. If Kane's fit, he starts. So who are we going to go be able to purchase that is okay sitting around and waiting for Kane to injure himself? Kalmuson has played three the last three years, three or four years in the Premier League. He didn't have a great season last year, um, but Bournemouth as a whole is dreadful uh, all last season. So you, I don't think you can really, really judge him on that. And he knows the league well. He knows what it takes to succeed in the league. Um, so I think as a backup striker, someone to come on if we're up at late in the game or someone to spell Kane in the Carabao Cup in the Andrew Europa League, think he's and he's homegrown so we don't have to worry about that you know i think that's he 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 takes all the boxes as far as what we can hope for in a backup striker now if kane's hurt and we're going up against a good competition we still have sun we still have Dali alley uh we still have lucas who it's not well not ideal we've played him there before so um i i think he's i think he's the rational choice so i guess the question is how come teams like um, like Chelsea can go and get these amazing, uh, solid quality backup strikers, and then we struggle to do this because they don't have like you know as you said, Kane's like the number one person on the team sheet if he's healthy. Is it because like the Tammy Abrahams of the world aren't so set in their places that Giroud's like, oh, I'll go to I'll go to Chelsea because I know I'll get playing time on on certain games. Well, I mean. Um, and then, like, what is that opens up the whole Chelsea basket? I mean, now they have three strikers essentially, right? Team oh, well, Abraham! If you listen to Chelsea fans, Abraham's probably going to be gone, which is a shame. Which is a shame because they brought in Timo Werner, and it sounds like Abraham wants money, and it sounds like they're going to lose him. Um, and that's a shame for English football, I think, because he's a great young rising star. But I mean, for me, it's more like Manchester City. Like they've been paying Gabriel Jesus, who could be starting at any club in in the Premier League, crazy money to be a backup to Aguero for, like, seven years now? Six years? How long has he been there? Uh, um, it hasn't been since Pochettino. He came already when Pochettino was here, but it's been for, for at least three to four then, years. Yeah. But then you got then you got clubs like Manchester United, also with big money, that have, like, a committee of four strikers, right? They've got Greenwood, Rashford, Martial. Um, and, and I think it's more of players that can, like, in Abraham – in, is kind of similar in this is that if you've got players that are young and have pace that can play out wide as well, it gives you more opportunities to put them on the team sheet. Kane plays up front. He's a center, you know, he's center forward. He plays, he, he's not going to play out wide. He's not going to drop, you know, he's not going to play as an attacking midfielder. So he takes that spot, you know, like how many times did you see United play all three of Martial, Rashford and Greenwood all at the same time? They, they could do it if they wanted to. But yeah. only because all those players have fit those roles. So I think part of it's also the type of player Kane is. Um, you know, Giroud goes to Chelsea because, Abr- you know, Abraham isn't established. You know, yeah. the time for us, it, it makes it really tough. I mean, unless you play a two-striker system. I mean, if you think of Wayne Rooney and Van Persie together. But, I mean, it's tough to have two great strikers on the team at the same time unless they can play out wide and and kind of chop and change positions i think yeah yeah that's true um all right so we agree i, don't, I think Callum wilson's fine uh, i think that i'm not sure what people expect i agree with you i don't know uh like how often you're going to have this player um 
you can't guarantee starting minutes, you know, even maybe in the early rounds of the cups and definitely with our schedule, the way it is, you know, it's going to have to be some rotation because our schedule is, uh, as a fan, I'm excited for it, um, for the viewing aspect, but I'm also very nervous from the, uh, the results, uh, when you're playing, you know, two games a week, essentially for a long time, <laughs> a long time. And then the travel and all that. So I think Callum Wilson will get minutes if he is the person that we bring on. Um, but you know, I, I agree. You know, Harry Kane is Harry Kane, and as long as he's wearing a Spurs shirt, he will continue to be the first name on the team sheet if he's healthy. So, uh, so right back the fullbacks, right? Yeah, I mean, we got we got we to talk about Serge um, and, and Ben Davies. I mean, we we just got rid of Kyle Walker Peters. Um, so there's a fullback option that was alone. Uh, you know, if I had to guess, Kyle Walker Peters is probably going to have a great Premier League career <laughs> because we sold him to a Premier League team. And um, what are we going to do? I mean, we have Serge Aurier. Is, is he the one we, we're going to start the season with? Uh, well, so I'll start this really. by saying that everyone keeps focusing on right back. You know, on Reddit, Twitter, everyone keeps focusing. If Ben, da- ben Davies is competent, he's a defensive-minded left back. But if he were to get injured, who plays left back, Colin? Well, it's Sessegnon, probably. Or Tanganga, if That's, he's healthy. Everything we've heard is that Sessegnon's going to go out alone. Tanganga is a... 19-year-old, multi, like, multi-Swiss Army Knife type player, but left-back's not his primary role. Like, we're okay with having Tanganga as our left-backup <clears throat> left and right-back. He can't back up both positions at the same time and be our backup center-back. Like, Sessegnon's going to go out on loan. It's, that's, that's, that's all of the rumors have been pointed to that, and he got very, he got very little time under Mourinho. Mourinho, I don't think, thinks he's ready. So... If Session goes out on loan too, we got Danny Rose back technically from loan, <laughs> right? But I mean, who who? That's, that's a good one. Are we going to trust Ben Davies to play sixty games? <laughs> I mean, while Serge Aurier has flaws, yes, he's also has some strengths. Mourinho clearly likes him. So what are we? So and 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 he ticks some boxes. So I think left back is by far our bigger glaring hole because all we have is Ben Davies. We have nobody to rotate with him. He played every match. And we also just lost, you know, if if you want to talk about a left back that, you know, a a fill-in left back that could play in these cup games or these Europa League qualifying games, like, you know, that was for Tonga, right? Like that was, yeah, we lost him too. That was a solid replacement for, uh, if you need someone to fill a hole and play a defensive stopper, like Ben Davies did. Um, Granted, he didn't have the pace, but you know, we're, we're, we're losing, defenders way quicker than we were bringing them in. And that was already a really weak spot in our team. And so everyone's caught up on this backup striker, which I agree is important. But if we don't sign a backup striker, I'm much, I'd be much more comfortable with our team if we signed uh, two more defenders and a right back and a left back. Even if it's not, yeah, even if it's not starters, like I'm okay with Davies and Serge being our starters, but we need to have two people that we can rely on coming in. And, and rotate because I don't think RA is that bad. Like, I think that he gets, he gets a lot of slack, um, but he also, like, he is very vital to our attack. And so, while I do agree there are better options than RA and we'll never win the Premier League with RA as our, as our fullback, I don't think, um, I'm not going to say that that's someone that we need to, to move and, and go by. We, we've failed miserably, right? We've, we've moved on from Walker and we got Trippier, and then no one, like, Trippier was great for a year because it's, his service was great, but then when you, that went away, wanna, he was a liability, mention, right? You don't want to mention Kieran Trippier to me because, yeah, I mean, I think, 
I think as much heat as Serge Aria gets, Karen Trippier was an absolute liability. He got beat by pace by every midfielder in the Premier League. You could just run, just run at him, and you go right past them, and then he just turns and blames our entire defense on why'd you let someone run past me? Yeah, he never took a player on, never tried one twos with the midfield attacking. If you just stayed within three yards of him and prevented him from crossing the ball, he was completely neutralized. Yet nobody would talk crap about Trippier the way they talk about Sergio. Okay, this isn't a PG. You can, you can say the word you were trying Aurier to say. Wins. <laughs> Aurier wins headers. He wins headers. He gets. He tracks back on defense. He can run. For miles and miles. Have you seen how fit that dude is? Yeah. That dude is ridiculously fit. Yes, he makes some dumb decisions, and maybe his crossing has a lot high variability. It's either right on the money or it's in the stands. I get that can be frustrating, but he has so many positives for him, too, that make him a Premier League quality right back. That I think it's just so ridiculous to give him so much heat when those same fans, it seemed like, pl- applauded Karen Trippier who is yeah. basically a mid-table midfielder being placed in as a right-back. Like, yeah. Well, the fans now are going to be like, well, look at him now. He's playing for Atletico Madrid. And, right, you know, I'm just saying. Like, and he's, and he's think... slated our team. He, how many, he's talked shit about us in the press relentlessly for a year now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get caught up on Karen Trippi is gone. I'm just saying, like, we've gone from Walker to Trippi to RA. Yeah. And a lot of people look gone. at that as, like, a neg- like we've just gone downwards each time. We never I, I think that RA and Trippi are, are pretty – pretty equal you know RA makes some dumb tackles in the box but Trippier also got beat for pace and allowed a lot of goals and um you know when yeah. RA makes a mistake I never see him yell at someone else like he well knows to be fair mistakes. Trippier never made those tackles in the box because he was 30 yards behind the play yeah uh walking back <laughs> he pulled a Kyle Walker against Leon the other day I don't know if you saw that when uh or he just passed straight back into the into the goal or no he uh basically played a guy on side uh Cornet and then uh, the Cornet didn't get the ball. I like, didn't score the goal initially, but Walker didn't track the run, and it fell to Cornet, and he had a, a beautiful shot. So, yeah, I mean, I think I, I agree with you. Right back and left back are, are I don't super know important. I don't know who, who we're, we're going to bring. We're get. Yeah, like Max, Max Aaron's, Aaron's was someone I really want to, you know, we just, on the same page there. He's uh, expensive. But he's going to be expensive. expensive. And, and, and unproven. Small. And, yeah, small, unproven. Great talent, but how much? Like, how much more money can we spend on talent, but not proven talent? You know? I mean, it's Atalanta's like, got a couple guys. Um, I've seen Zeki Salik uh, from from I think it was is it Leon where he plays? Or he plays in the French league. Um, I mean, I've seen some names, but we also are hurting for homegrown players, and you know. I think we've missed some windows where we could have picked up some really good players like Ben Chilwell or 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 players that that were available a couple windows ago that just aren't available now. And um, I, I'm really worried. That's where I'm most worried. We have Hoybeer in. I think he'll be fine. I don't really care. I think we'll sign a backup striker. Uh, what I'm worried about is that we're not going to get any fullbacks and we're going to go into the season with Tanganga being our backup, right back, center back, and left back. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just real quick, and we'll move on from transfers. I think that a really important signing that is in the talks, and I don't think it's, it's not finalized yet, but is that backup keeper. I, it's the Joe Hart. It's the 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 English uh, getting that homegrown player, so we can use that slot for maybe a, a right back that's not homegrown or a left back that's not homegrown. So right. I think that's it. It's a good signing. I don't like people are so like, oh, he's oh, yeah. what has he done for me recently? He's gonna be a backup, right? Like, yes, Hugo has been injured in the past, but. Joe Hart is a keeper. He's the Michelle Vorm, I think, now. He's our, our yeah. new Michelle Vorm. He's reliable, uh, and what he does for us is he opens up a spot. 
um, for us to yeah. go out and Absolutely. find a player across Europe um, to fill a need that we desperately need in a, in a fullback. So let's hope that's where we go with that, especially if we're bringing on Callum Wilson. You know, here we are bringing these homegrown players so we can go out and hopefully spend money on those fullback positions. Uh, I definitely wanted to touch on the Amazon documentary that that trailer came out. Uh, was it sometime this week or I don't even know? Maybe it was in the last week. And uh, you know, I give credit to Amazon. They did a really good job at making me feel like uh, I want to watch this. <laughs> like Jose, they they made me like Jose for a minute and you know, fifty seconds. I was like, oh, okay, Jose, I, I see you. Um, maybe you're not slagging off your team in the locker room uh maybe you are just doing that in front of the press um thoughts on the documentary have you seen the the trailer uh yeah i watched the trailer and i sent it to multiple friends and my brothers to tell them like you need to watch this um i think it's going to be incredible um i think pochettino was completely distracted by it it sounds like and it sounds like they're not going to show any of pochettino at all yeah, so like, I, I like to, to ask you about that. Not showing Pochettino. That's whose decision is that? Was that Amazon's decision, or do you think Levy was like, I don't want, I don't want them to see this? That's a hundred percent on Levy. There's no way yeah. it's not Levy. Levy would have negotiated some creative rights in the in the documentary, and I bet you he's like, Hey, how about we start this in November when Mourinho comes on? Yeah, well, because. I don't think he wants to see. He wants everyone to see how that fell apart, because um, they didn't even let. I mean, Pochettino wasn't allowed to say an in-person goodbye to the players. He wrote a message on the board, um, and I think part of that was that they wanted to control the way that narrative was shown. And I, it sucks because I would love to see the way that summer played out and how they prepared for the season or didn't prepare for the season because it looks like they didn't prepare for the season the way we played. Um, and I would I would love to see what you know August September October looked like in that dressing room, but um, it looks like we're gonna get Mourinho and only Mourinho. So, mm-hmm. hey Colin, I think you're on mute. I was definitely on mute. I said uh, I totally agree with you. I think that uh, this documentary Levy Levy is very much like, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't want them to see this and. A lot of Spurs fans and friends that I've spoken to were, were very strongly uh, opposed to watching this because of the in, uh, the shit show that's guaranteed to to unravel at some point while we're watching it. Because we know as Spurs fans, like, okay, it, that locker room sounds great, but I remember where we were in, in those lows of lows and when we couldn't, what was it, like February, March, when we just couldn't score a goal, couldn't win a game. Um, oh, I don't remember what the streak was like. Worse than but, that. I mean, that was was so bad. So, yeah, I think that I'm, of course, I was always going to watch it, you know, as much as I would like to say, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it probably multiple times. And so I'm excited about that. It's two weeks away. It's the 31st, I think. So it's two weeks away. So we'll definitely touch on that as it comes out. I'm not sure. Is it coming out all episodes at once? Are they releasing it one at a time or? To be honest, I haven't watched the other ones that everyone's raved about. The was it Man City and Sunderland ones? I haven't yeah. watched those. I uh, don't know if Amazon's going to do that or not. Um, I'll, I'll look it up if you want to keep talking about what you're excited uh, about for this documentary. I, I will say that what I'm excited about is to see behind the scenes stuff with Mourinho and to see the players interacting. I mean, some of those clips look so hilarious too. I mean, Serge knocking over the milkshake onto Mourinho's boots. Um, 
And I, I think it's going to humanize the players, and I think it's going to be really fun to watch, but I think it's also going to be very insightful. I mean, there's there's so there's been this kind of meme running around on Reddit, at least, about there's been reports that Mourinho told the players that uh, you have to be intelligent cunts on the on the pitch. And they showed a tra- in the trailer they showed um they showed a um a piece that was they said you guys are nice guys but nice guys don't win nothing and it kind of shows that i mean it's it's gonna be cool to see that um yeah. you know yeah it looks like they're actually gonna release um not all the episodes at once so on you know in two weeks on the 31st they'll release some episodes and then again on the 7th and again on the 14th and there's nine episodes in total, so they don't go into detail. But my guess is they'll just split it up three, three, and three. So, uh, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I'll probably watch all three episodes that day. Um, oh, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll definitely touch back on that. So I'm excited for that. I think that's gonna be a great insight on our club and He's kind of the locker room and, I, and all this, all these conversations that have been had over the you know the past. Who knows how long Spurs fans have been talking about what goes on in the locker room, and here we are going to get to see it. And so that'll be we get that'll to see be what cool. Ndombele eats every day. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, if he's a, a big buffet person like myself. So, um, so let's talk about. Um, I mean, we did talk about Parrot. Uh, the the newest rumor now is Winks going to City. Um, thoughts on that? I mean, we just touched on how important Winks was uh, because we didn't have that depth in that position. You know, what are we going to do if we sell Winks to City? So Winks is a great squad player, but uh, forward, if if we get something like forty mil for him, are you kidding me? Like I, I'd wish him the best. I mean, that kind of money for a player of Winks's quality is. So huge. what 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 kind of money do you would you not take for Winks? Like let's uh, twenty mil. Yeah, I wouldn't take anything under twenty five because if we could turn him into two fullbacks, you know, rub a Winks together and come out with two fullbacks, I mean. That's magic. Not only that, but think about the fact that our training facility reportedly costs like 75 mil to build. And we just sold Kyle Walker-Peters for 12. And if you sell Winks for 40, that means two players that were raised there, like basically paid for your training facility almost, or over half of it. I mean, that shows a lot of quality, I mean, from our youth buildup too. And City desperately need homegrown players, I think, is the reason they're going for Winks. Um, and so I think if, if we got crazy money, like 40 mil for them, then I think you can, you have to take it and you have to just trust that we have, then you, then you don't send skip on loan and you, you know, you have skip and Sissoko as their backups for Hoy beer. But, um, yeah, I think if you get 40 mil, you have to take it. All right. So about, uh, I, I agree. I think anything over, uh, I would say 30 mil just because of that that's a weakest position we have still. And if, uh, Pierre gets hurt. Um, you know, I, I don't want to see Dyer in a CDM role <laughs> ever again. I'm cool with him playing center back, but I think yeah. That, yeah, 30 mil. Um, love you, Winks. See you, buddy. Um, Skip to Norwich. I think we both agree that's a great play. I think Skip is very promising. I'm not as concerned about that loan as I am, but the Parrot loan, I think Skip is quality. I think he needs playing time. I can see him going to Norwich, playing a full, full year in the uh, championship. And then coming back up next year and taking that Winks role, and we sell Winks next year. That's what well, I see. Well, and a couple things on that is that reportedly there were some big teams in for Winks, Wolfsburg and and Werder Bremen, I think in Germany, and then I think Fulham. And he chose Norwich. He chose you Norwich. Skip. You said Winks. You meant Skip. 
skip. Yeah, he, he, he chose Norwich, I think, for the playing time and to play in the championship where he can play a lot of games because they have a lot of games to play in the championship. And so I think he chose Norwich specifically because he thinks it can allow him to progress as a player. And, I, and that shows a lot of maturity. I mean, Mourinho said he's a future captain of Tottenham Hotspur. Now, Mourinho says a lot of things, but Mourinho said those words. Yeah, so, Mourinho's full of shit. All right, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like the loan. I think that... Um... I think that he's going to be guaranteed playing time there. There's no doubt in my mind that he uh, slots in and as a starter at Norwich, um, barring any injuries or issues with um, just gelling or fitting in. But he seems like a pretty easygoing guy, has a great work. No manager at our, our club has ever spoken ill of Skip, so right. I have no concerns about him going to Norwich and, and slotting in fine. And and I and I think I think they've what they've talked about is it being a, a six month loan. Like a, like a half season loan with the possibility of extending, so yeah. I don't think it's necessarily he's gone for the whole season either, which which is something that yeah it's important to to take into account as well. So yeah, and then uh, Ledley King, Ledley King, he's gonna be uh, behind my belly, Ledley King. Our, yeah, he's gonna be on our staff, so uh, you know, on our training, on our uh, coaching t- on staff. So how do you feel about that? Do you think what do you what do you think? Uh, is that a, a a Levy move? Is that a Mourinho move? What? Well, I'm over the moon. I think it's both. Levy's kept him close, right? I mean, he's been a club ambassador. You and I both met Lily King. Um, you know, he's stayed close to the club after his playing days. Um, I think he's always wanted to get into coaching. Mourinho loves it because Ledley's already close to the players. Mourinho's a defensive-minded coach. Ledley has already said, has already come out this week, I think it was yesterday, in an interview. He's like, yeah, I see a lot of myself in Dobbins and Sanchez. Like, I can't, if I can help him mature in some of the areas that he can get better in, I think, he's, you know, it'd be a huge asset. And I, I personally think Sanchez is the most talented center back we have. I know we have Toby Altwild. I, I honestly think he has the biggest upside. Sanchez could be a world beater and just need someone to help craft him into that. Um, you know, He's playing. I think Sanchez should be playing next to Alderweireld. That should be our pairing. Um, some people are saying it should be Dyer in Alderweireld, but I think Sanchez next to Alderweireld makes a lot of sense. And I yeah. think he can help Sanchez and Dyer. And then if we get this, you know, Kim, if we get um, uh, Kim from, I think is it Kim? Is that his surname South from uh, South Korea? Yeah, his nickname's Monster. If we get him and we have a young center back there as well, because I don't think Foyth's future is at center back. I think if Foyth is going to have a future, it's going to be um, up the pitch or out, out wide as right back. But, you know, Ledley's going to be huge for us, I think. Uh, he knows what it takes to succeed in the Premier League as a center back, and I think he's going to be really big in that in that role. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think Ledley, there's, not a, it's not a, there's no way this is a bad signing. Like, no. There's no way this is a bad uh, a a bad role for him to fit in. I agree. I think that uh, you know, you know, Chitino definitely has a uh, a um. Hold on one second. Um, Chitino definitely has a um, hard on for Dyer, and so. I don't think that Sanchez will replace Dyer um, right away. I think, unless it's it's a Dyer Sanchez t- um, center back pairing. But you know, let's. But I want to end today on asking you, with the squad that we have today, um, no signings that we think will sign. Uh, who is our starting eleven on September twelfth? 
Not who I would pick, who I think Mourinho would pick. Not who you'd pick. I mean, you, I don't want to guess what Mourinho's going to pick because no one knows what Mourinho's going to do. But well, Hugo without saying. Um, so I'll go. I'll go in order. So Serge Aurier, Alderweireld, Dyer, Davies, uh, Hoybier, Lo Celso, um, and then I'm, you. I mean, you almost just have to go Lucas, Deli, Son, King. I mean. I think that's I think that's that that's what you I mean so I think that's what Mourinho would pick to be honest I would personally have uh, Bergwijn in for Lucas but I think that's that's how we have to start the season. Um, I, it, the only thing else I could see is Ndombele playing instead of Delhi, but uh, I I don't know until I see Dombele play I don't know how to put him in there yet. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine's pretty similar. I, w- I would go uh, Hugo, uh, clearly, R.A. Um, I think he's going to go Dyer Sanchez mm. to start the season. I think that he's... Dyer's guaranteed, I think. And then I think that with Ledley saying that about Sanchez, um, I think he, he's... Ledley's going to convince Mourinho that Sanchez needs to, to get some minutes. And I, and I think... Toby will definitely get some rotation. There's plenty of games, and I think Toby still may be our best center back. Uh, but I think that's what Especially we're going to start with. with. Yeah, and then I'm going to go with Davies. Uh, I'm going to go. I don't think Pierre gets to start the first game of the season. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think it's pretty much back to the way we used to be. Winks, Lo Celso, and then uh, Delhi being healthy. Uh, Delhi, Lucas, Son, Kane. Um, I don't think you're going to see Pierre start the season. I think that uh, Winks is. We have we've touched on today has been a constant starter on our team, and I don't think that that's going to change game one. Now, do I think, you know, October is Pierre starting? Then yeah, I, I think so. You know, but um, I so hope two things. I, I hope it's Pierre and, and Dombele Celso, and then up front it's uh, Sun, Delhi, and uh, Kane. That's what I would love because I would love Pierre to sit back, and we're not going to talk about formations today. I'd love for Pierre to sit back and then. Uh, Los Celso and Dombly sit in front of him, and then you have uh, you know Deli on one side, Son on one side, and Kane up top. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think Dombly is going to be starting September twelfth. So we'll, we'll we'll talk tactics next time. But uh, I, I think real quickly, I would love to put a cheeky five fiver on. I guarantee you, Hoybier starts September twelfth, barring injury. Barring injury, if he's healthy, he's starting day one. That's the reason we got this done so early. I honestly, I I, I would put five dollars on it. Well, I guess that's uh, it's a five dollar bet then, because I think that you're wrong. <laughs> uh, so, that's yeah, it's it's recorded, so make sure you have my Venmo to pay me when you're wrong. <laughs> um, anything else you want to touch on today? No, I think that's it. I, you know, I can't wait to talk. You know, we talk tactics next time. Hopefully, we have some more transfers to talk about, and uh, you know, stay safe out there, out there in your. Uh, Outlands or whatever background is here. <laughs> yeah, I was messing around with the backgrounds today. Uh, I haven't even looked at it today after I messed around with it. So sorry if you had to stare at that all day. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time.